Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. Hi everyone, I'm Nancy Bush. Welcome back to the Behind the Surface podcast and the Installing Profitability series brought to us by our friends at Baca Systems. And Eric Tryon, who has been in the business for over 30 years and is now uh, you know, a coach and a, and a professional fisherman. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, you're being very generous today, very generous. <laughs> Um, is here joining us and in this in this particular um, episode he's going to be speaking about equipment and technology and then uh, be sure to mark your calendar if you're ISPA member or friend of Baca and join us on the 19th at 1 p.m eastern um, for a workshop and I'll let Erica go ahead and, and talk a little bit more about what will be involved with that as well. Well thank you very much Nancy so here we are part four of installing profitability and we're focused on reducing material costs. So uh, it's been a journey. I think we're into uh, three months plus now. And uh, now here we are at the the end of the road and we can see the barn door. So um, that's pretty cool. So this particular um, workshop series is gonna be a little bit different because we're gonna tap into some expertise um, it's one thing I've learned over the years when you are uh, competent at something that's great, you know, throw yourself into it and share, share, share and educate as much as you can, but also surround yourself with great people and great resources that are even smarter than you in other areas. So um, I would say, you know, if I had to put my skill set into uh, buckets, it would be leadership and, and probably more on the sales and communication um, and management part of the business. Um, operationally, you know, I understand it, I get it. I love what some of the equipment and technology does for us, uh, which produce results if we leverage them the right way. But we're gonna go uh, in a direction where we're gonna interview um, Robert Finn, who's been in the industry for a long time, for 20 plus years, um, and really, what I would consider a, a, you know, a true veteran of, of walking the path of this journey that our industry has experienced when it comes to uh, the evolution of the operations of the fabrication company. And it's gone from this gantry type saws and a very manual process and very labor intensive to you know, now we have robots, right? That are cutting equipment and or are cutting material and doing the work for us. So there's a huge span there between manual doing stuff by hand and and robotic technology. So we're gonna dig in uh, with Robert and we're gonna talk and and kind of um, tap into some of his experiences. And we're gonna look at some of the, you know, tangible results. One thing I I did stress with him, I was like, listen, uh, what's really important to us is we don't talk theories in our our workshops. We wanna talk about actual tangible results. And, And how do you do that? Because we want the people that are listening to to really get some value and some takeaway from the, from the topics that we're going to discuss. So we're going to get into to that journey and what that looks like and, and some of the 
benefits that you could expect from it. And we're also going to get into some of the maybe, you know, uh, the, the uh, challenges associated with how do you go from where I am today as my organization is very manual to how do I utilize some of this technology, adopt it, implement it into my organization so that I can get um, the leverage and the benefits from it. And, and more of our topic and discussion is going to be taking advantage of some of those operational um, efficiencies. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, this whole um, educational series has been based on reducing material costs, the biggest line item on our PL. So there's definitely some wins there, and we'll talk about it. And, you know, technology, this is another thing that I, I just want to point out. Uh, and this hit me like a, in the side of the head um, in a seminar, I guess it was about in 2015 or so, when I was sitting in the audience listening to somebody talk about leveraging technology in your business. And they said, technology um, is anything that's going to change the way you're doing stuff and produce tangible uh, improved results. So it doesn't have to be something that's necessarily you know, cutting edge, and it doesn't have to be something that's necessarily um, um, way out there when we think of technology and, and implementing and wrapping our arms around it. And I, I, I use some, some very basic examples of this and, and how it generates success, but, you know, just the way we communicate, right, with our teams is, is implementing or adopting maybe a new methodology, right, that could have a very positive impact on our businesses. You know, going from a um, manual payroll uh, time clock system, meaning somebody just reports their hours into a system on a, on a uh, handwritten ledger compared to automating that process and doing it with a, an actual card where they're clocking in and clocking out every day, you have no idea how much uh, more accurate that is, right? And how much uh, of a difference that can make on the expenses of, a, of an organization. People come in, they say, oh yeah, I was here, you know, eight o'clock. Well, maybe they're there at 8.12, maybe they're at 8.29. You know, those, those minutes add up and the minutes add up into to dollars and cents. So we'll talk about some of those little things as well, but um, it'll be a little bit different than our past. So hopefully you tune in. We were gonna be uh, forming our workshop. I think Nance, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the 19th of January at 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So uh, if you have any questions in advance of our workshop, feel free to email uh, Nancy or myself, and we'll make sure that we, we address them. But we're looking for a very productive conclusion to our uh, reducing material costs, uh, installing profitability uh, podcast series. So hopefully you'll join us and uh, we'll make it worth your while. That's awesome, Eric. You know, I got a question for you. So um, knowing that your background is less operationally based, um, you know, can you share sort of your insight to resistance to change whenever you implement, you know, a new um, technology? There's yeah. there's both the embracement and the and the resistance, you know, to that to that in the business. Yeah, I, I think and, and you know. I've read this many, for many years, and, and it's something to the effect of, you know, great leaders make quick decisions. Uh, it doesn't mean that great leaders make 
you know, the right decision all the time, but they make quick decisions. And, um, you know, with, if you take that philosophy and you implement it into, you know, infusing technology or equipment into our businesses and what that means, you know, I can tell you a whole lot of mistakes that I made, you know, over the years in the stone fabrication business and growing a very successful company where we didn't make the right decisions all the time, you know, and we just had to uh, take a step back, reevaluate, regroup, pivot, go in a different direction, but it never stopped us from making the decisions to at least try new things. Because if you're not trying, right, you're not going to change the outcome or the results, right? And, and that to me is the biggest thing of, it is very intimidating, it can be very challenging. We always wanna you know, wrap our arms around what's comfortable. Well, guess what? You know, when you're willing to make yourself go into this area of, of uneasiness and you know, not necessarily being comfortable in this unknown, well, guess that's where growth and development happen. You know, that's what makes us better, stronger uh, leaders and, and makes our, our companies uh, much healthier. You know, we were one of the first adopters of digital templating. And I can remember, you know, using these fair arms and my gosh, what a disaster that was. Um, whether it was the equipment we were using or how we were using it, you know, I don't even really recall, but it was, it was bad to the point where, you know, we wouldn't even know something was wrong until it was that install. But, but, you know, we didn't, you know, just completely abandon what the possibilities were to have this digital templating technology infused and implemented into our company and to be able to use that to our benefit down the road. And we, we did, obviously, we, we, we were one of the early adopters to really to really make it work. And, and we didn't have success early with it, but, but it didn't mean that it was gonna deter us from trying. And I'll just share one last thing. I, I had a fabricator call me this week and they said, hey, can I, can I schedule five to 10 minutes with you? I've got some questions on, on adopting some new software and I want to get your opinion on it before we do this. And one of the things, and it's a fairly large company who's very, very successful, multiple locations. And they said, you know, uh, the owner said, I'm getting a lot of pushback and resistance from what I think is right and, and the direction our company needs to go. But it was, it's a big decision, you know, and it was, it was changing software platforms that they were using today. And when you have 100 plus employees and you're asking them to, you know, integrate a new software system, um, that's a, a, a huge task. It doesn't happen overnight, doesn't happen quickly, and it doesn't happen without some pain uh, and inconvenience along the way. And as we were having the conversation and, you know, everything he was saying makes, makes a ton of sense. And he said, you know, my leadership team, there's eight of us in the room. And he said, there's myself and two others who are in agreement that, you know, this is something we need to try and do. He said, but I'm getting so much resistance from the other five that I'm now scratching my head and I'm, I'm questioning myself whether this is the right decision or not. And and I'm listening to all this and digesting, and I, I just happened to say and ask him a question. I said, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, and, and it was like, boom, you know, right away, I could tell that the, the tone in his voice changed. And he said, my gosh, that's great. That's, that is a really great question. And he said, you just answered my question. And I said, you know, you can always go back to what you're doing. I mean, yeah, there's some pain and, and some, you know, um, inconvenience and some costs associated with doing that, but you'll never get your company to that next level of success 
if you're not willing to try those things. And, and you know, we ended the conversation with, you know, having him focus the dialogue with the other people in that room to say, listen, our ultimate goal is to make everybody's life easier and create efficiencies inside our business to have a better organization, better working experience, better environment for all of our employees. And I need everybody's commitment that we're all willing to get in the same boat and try this and put our best foot forward to make sure that at the end of the day, we said we did everything we possibly could to exhaust the resources to say, was that worth it or not? And, and, you know, and I really truly believe in it. I can tell you, you know, time and time again, half the battle sometimes is just selling the people on the team that it's going to be okay. Let me talk you off the ledge and say, it's going to be okay. It's, it's normal to feel uncomfortable. It's normal to feel uneasy about this. It's absolutely, um, we would be questioning ourselves if we didn't feel like that, you know, and, and, we use the phrase uh, around my leadership program all the time is get comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you can, you know, adopt that, that mentality, you know, you will find and open a lot of doors and find new opportunities that you didn't even know existed. So I know that's a long winded answer to your question, Nancy, but um, I, I've always, I guess, embraced the, um, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to, to, to try new things because we'll never get better if we, if we truly want to be the best and get the best out of our teams and our companies day in and day out, we, we have to be willing to go into that uncharted territory. For sure. So get uncomfortable and join us on the 19th and uh, learn from, from Eric and, and Robert Finn um, more about equipment and technology and how that translates to you know material yield and efficiency. So um, thanks so much, Eric, as usual, super inspiring. Um, also, Eric will be joining us at TICE. So if you're gonna be at TICE, check out the ISFA booth at um, 1 p.m. on Tuesday the 1st. He'll, uh, he'll be sharing some wisdom on SOPs. If you don't know what that is, you better fast, standard operating procedures. Um, and also, if you're coming in on Monday the 31st, um, I'll be leading a discussion on color cues. And it's sort of, you know, it, it really supports uh, the conversation that we had last month with Eric on um, sales program design. So be sure to check that out as well. Um, thanks again to our friends over at BACA for sponsoring the Installing Profitability Series and Eric for joining us. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.